You are listening to Talking Home Renovations with a House Maven. Is it time to renovate your house, but you're worried that you don't really know what you're doing? This is an educational and entertaining podcast that will ease your fears. Or maybe you just love hearing about home renovations like I do. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect. I practice in Eastern Massachusetts. On the show, I interview other architects, vendors, contractors, and homeowners to gather tips and stories about home renovations. You can learn about materials, systems, sustainable practices, what to expect, what to avoid, and how to make the most of the money that you'll spend on your renovation. Today's episode is about water heaters, something that we all use in our house every day. Maybe we don't think too much about it, but there is an emerging technology there that will be a lot more sustainable. So my guest today is John Hines, and he is the co-founder of Tory Industries, which is a company pushing the boundaries of smarter, more efficient water heaters through high efficiency technology and an emphasis on sustainability. His one-of-a-kind service aspires to redefine water heaters. So here's my conversation with John. Welcome, John. Thanks, John. So your business is, I may be simplifying it here, but it's it's water heaters. Is that right? Correct. So we're going to be, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And as I mentioned previously, I don't know that much about water heaters. So I'm looking forward to learning what, what you're doing. Sure. Happy to, happy to talk about water heaters for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's something that we all have to have in our houses. And I think we should all know a little more about what we're installing and thinking long-term about what that means, the cost of operating them throughout, you know, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. They, they sure. seem to break every 11 years. I think that's all I know about them. Are they Roughly, that's, yeah. Our, our statistics are roughly a 10-year, you know, depending on the manufacturer and model, we're using pretty much a 10-year timeline for life on existing models mm-hmm. and how they work. I saw something on your website about how uh, if you took all the water heaters in the U.S., what was that statistic? It was something about like the... Well, there's 5,000 5, a day water heaters replaced in the United States. And 65% of them wind up in landfills. Mm. And the, the the carbon footprint from the water heaters that we're currently using, it's, I, I forget exactly which countries, but it's like the equivalent of two small European countries just from our water heaters. That's amazing. That's depressing. Yeah, that is so, yes, that's a little overwhelming. Well, okay. And I guess your company is doing something about that. So why don't you tell me about it? Sure. So Tory Industries... And uh, we're at toryway.com. We've, we've been working with a national lab and we have exclusive rights to some of their intellectual property. And they invented a graphite foam. If you think of like a piece of pumice, then you put water through it. Well, the, the pumice itself, the, pardon me, the granite itself um, in an induction coil. So it's an electric heater. You put that granite inside an induction coil and it heats up extremely rapidly and extremely hot. So we're, we're obviously going to um, modulate and, and make sure the, the temperatures are happening for the appropriate water out. But it gives us the ability to, we're calling an evolution in the water heating industry by changing. We are changing the technology. We're also going to change the business model, but I'll, I can speak to that later. Mm-hmm. But with the technology, this is actually going to be a much smaller unit. Think about something approximately the size of a scuba tank. It could be mounted on a wall in the garage or in a closet someplace. So it's going to be, you know, less, you know, my, my old house, I, I, you know, I had to lose a quarter of my garage to the water heater in terms of usable space. Yeah. Um, so when, with this unit, we're also going to be integrating sensors into the unit. So it'll be connected to the grid so we can talk to the grid for heating water. We're doing tank and tankless with this. It's the same fundamental 
uh, heating element, but you know, unlike the current heating elements, ours will be running. So a standard water heater today runs on 240 volt, 30, 40, 50 amps, something in that range, depending on the, the heating elements. Uh, our current prototypes, which we plan on going into UL testing with, run on 120 volt, 15 amps. So we're, you know, on a 240, 40 volt, we're looking at 5.3 times less kilowatt hour usage hmm. to heat if we're heating the same amount of water, which which we don't think we're going to have to, Okay. especially in our tankless models. All right. So maybe we should back up a second, John. Sure. So as I already mentioned, I don't really know anything about water heaters more than the average person. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so, uh, I, so we, you talked about either tankless or tank. So can you just say what the difference is between those? And most people have this thing that's oh, kind yeah, of like yeah. a round barrel looking thing. That's about maybe a little shorter than they are in their basement. So that would be a right. standard old water heater. Yeah. The, so yeah, good, good differentiation point. So the tank is the one that fills up with water and it, the water gets heated and it sits there and waits until you're ready to use it. And the water heater will intermittently throughout the day heat it and then it cools a little, then it heats it and mm. it goes on and off all day long. But that water is standing there ready for your usage. A tankless model is something that can actually heat the water when you need it. So like, you know, that little Insta hot you've seen maybe near some sinks, it's just mm -hmm. instant hot water right there. Um, that's similar to what a tankless model is, but on a little larger scale, so it can handle the flow for an entire house at once if need be, Okay. typically. The tankless can be more energy efficient, but they do require much greater um, current, typically, mm. to get the water because you're immediately looking at the water coming into the house out of the ground. Maybe it's between 40 and 60 degrees, and it has to move that up to... 100, maybe 115 degrees in a very short span of time Okay. and adjust the flow. So it, it can really, you know, basically suck the amperage to get that done. But conversely, it's when it's off, it's off, right? When it's on, it's on. When it's off, it's off. So it's not running on and off all day. So it's, they can be a lot more efficient for sure. Okay. So then your system is even different than that. It just requires less energy to, to run it on a de on demand situation. Is that, is that, do I have that right? Very much so. Right. So 5.3 times less kilowatts to heat the same amount of water. Um, that's a difference that if you're looking at, let's say you pay uh, $2 and 20 cents a month for your water heating um, energy cost, this would be the equivalent of 41 cents. All right. And so you use less electricity and and what is this is like your own proprietary system that you have or is it a new invention that everybody can adopt or what out of those two it's i would use the word proprietary so working with one of the national labs we have exclusive rights for water heating to use that graphite foam that they've created so they've licensed the rights to that to us we also have a patent for the coil, the induction coil technology to heat that because we also need that process to be very efficient as well. So mm. those two core components, you know, the secret sauce as it were, you know, what's in the 11 herbs and spices, uh, <laughs> these are our, our secret sauce. Oh, so secret, I won't, I won't press you all that then. So, um, <laughs> so what is your market for these, this new system? Is it all houses in the United States? Is it just certain industries or or what, what's your vision on that Is it uh, right now it's frankly all houses apartments small office complex um 
the, the units can be run in parallel if you've got a very large uh, heating system to supply water for. But the unit itself is very scalable. We're not designing it for new builds or existing builds. It would be compatible installs with both. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're trying to get it small enough and simple enough that a homeowner could do it. We would love to have a plumber do it. Obviously, in some areas, there's code issues yeah, yeah. You know where the plumber needs to do it. But making it simple, it's also part of our business plan to, to actually facilitate a relationship between the homeowner, the plumber, and Tory Industries. One of the things about new green technologies, which we definitely are, is they're very expensive. You know, I, I would love to own a Tesla and drive an electric car. Not mm-hmm. going to happen. You know, I don't have that kind of money. But, you know, if you think about it, we're, we're trying to be more that Chevy Volt. So we're not crazy price. We're actually changing the way a person gets water, hot water. We're calling it hot water as a service. So this mm. is a service model. The unit we're looking at right now can't hold me to it, but once we get to our, our final production, we're looking at about a $700 install. That's mm. the unit and install for to put the unit in your home. We'll put it on the net. It'll be communicating with the grid. It'll be communicating with our cloud. You'll be able to adjust it with your iPhone. We'll send you back your energy savings, You know all that good info that you'd love to have, mm-hmm. but at a very low capital expense going in. So you don't have to spend a lot of money. And you don't have to spend money on a warranty. This is something always kills me. I have to pay a manufacturer to warranty a device they manufactured. Right. We're not doing. I know. That. Me too. I've always felt right. like, wait a second. Yeah. Why? It why doesn't make, make sense. It so does. Yeah. No. Yeah. It doesn't. If you make made sense. it really good, I shouldn't have to do this. Right. So that's we're going to bring the the cost barrier down for people. So, like I said, about seven hundred dollars to get in, and then a twenty five dollar a month subscription, which is going to keep us on the web, keep you getting your information. And part of that, when when we were developing the business model, we want to get the plumbers included. We want to make them part of this relationship. Part right. of that subscription is going to go to that plumber every month. Hmm. So if we're the, the other thing, uh, years ago, I owned a business and I got put out of business because the big box stores, it was, I owned one of the first low carb stores in the country. And once the big box stores got in on that, they could go to the same distributor and buy it in such volume, I couldn't compete. I was literally in one of those stores. I called my wife. I said, I'm looking at my product on their shelves. It's cheaper for me to buy it at their store than from the distributor. We're mm-hmm. done. Literally yeah. on that call, we're done. So we're not discounting our, our pricing up front for you know the big stores and everyone else to get the great discounts. Mm. we're going to put the money on the backside. If you install it, it's almost like building an annuity. It's a financial term I don't like using, but you'll get $5 a month for that unit. So, you know, let's say a plumber installs a hundred of those, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what, three, six, six hundred, six thousand $6,000 a year. And then the next year they install another. So they, they would compound that over time. But what we ask of them is with the sensor technology we're putting in there, we'll detect, we want to be able to detect a failure before it happens. And we mm. want to go back to that plumber and say, hey, we're shipping you a new unit. Contact Bob and Susan, arrange to replace the unit, please. Send the old one back to us. So, and it's not going to a water fill it's, or, or a landfill, pardon me, it's coming to us. And then you fix it and put it back out or? or Correct. And like- or any components that we can't recirculate, what we're calling the circular economy, um, we will make sure they are recycled in an appropriate way. No, we do not want these to ever reach a landfill. Okay. So just to recap so far, so your product, it's not out yet. Is that right? Or it Correct. will be out? Or it's not it out will yet. be out. We should be in 
testing production this time next year. Okay. So your product will be the size of a scuba tank. It mm-hmm. will be, it has this graphite sponge type thing on the inside. Yeah. Graphite foam, yeah. <laughs> a foam, foam. Okay, it has graphite foam on the inside. And a plumber installs it for $700. And then there is a subscription fee, let's say $25 a month. And right. so part of that goes to the plumber because then he's on call to take care of it. And then does it need to be replaced every year or? No, we're, once the, the technical term is a mean time between failure, and that's something you engineering wise calculate when you produce your product based on all the components. Mm-hmm. We're currently looking at a minimum mean time between failure of 10 years. So it's okay. going to be, we're, we're looking for 10 or greater. All right. So it's similar to the water heater that you have to buy. Correct. Every, mm-hmm. Unless you buy the stainless steel water heater, right? And then that's- well, it depends on the elements, the hardness of your water, the turbidity, particles in your water. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that can go on in, inside a, a water heater, and we don't want that to destroy the experience for the end user. Destroy the experience of using a water heater. Because well, that experience of, can be kind of upsetting sometimes. Well, turn the shower on hot and all you get is cold water. We want to we want to detect that failure coming and say, hey, we got it. We're going to go ahead and replace it before that happens. Okay. But essentially, it's an on-demand system, but with this well, heating unit that's much faster. Right. right? We have, we'll have both, actually, an on-demand and a tank one. The reason for the tank is it gives us the ability to communicate. We're, we're working with a company that'll... They've got a device that connects us directly into the smart grid, and the smart grid knows when solar is mostly on the grid or wind power, any green sustainable energy is mostly in terms. It can communicate to our Tory water heater, we'll heat that tank then. So we'll make sure that the water is being heated at the lowest, or I would say most optimally, least carbon impactful time relative Mm. to the grid. But then if the water did cool, we have the ability to run it back through that graphite foam to bring it up to a temperature that you desire. Okay. So that's what makes it, that's what makes it more of a green product. Right. Well, both of them. I mean, the, the fact that, you know, you're, we, we're going to run off standard house current, mm. um, not, you know, a big beefy 240 volt line, just a standard, you know, like you plug your, your coffee machine into, we'll be on the same type of circuit as that. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty interesting. It's too bad it's not going to be available for a while, but it's good to have people thinking about these things. And plumbers, do you have an education program for for all the plumbers? Because they're the ones who would be suggesting it. I know in my experience, it's often the plumber who says you need this product. And Mm -hmm. then you just, okay, I need that product. And maybe don't do that much research about it, unfortunately. And then they install that product. So, But if, if the plumbers know about it, then they would be maybe suggesting your product. Right. Yes, we will have a training, possibly a certification, something for the plumbers so that, you know, we know that they're competent. We want everything to go well on an install or even a replacement. Uh, From a standard water heater, I don't see physically much difference in terms of water in, water out, plumbing connections, making sure you have a pressure discharge, all the appropriate code Mm -hmm. items to be met. The flip side would be then connecting the heater to a Wi-Fi infrastructure or what it is that we're finally going to use to get to the internet. That we're looking at developing a simple app where they might be able to use their phone for that and, you know, make it very simple for them. Mm-hmm. Um, our goal is for the plumber for this to be lightweight, one man carry, very quick, simple installation or replace. So we're not, we're trying to make, remove the, uh, you know, the two man roll the big truck, forget all of that. Let's just say, like, I'm a homeowner. I have a hot water heater 
do I wait until that dies before we get, is that the, you know, I'd have to have this in mind and wait until that fails. No. Um, so when we, when we hit production next year and these are available, it is possible to have the old one taken out and a Tory water heater put in. It's going to be, it's going to use your existing plumbing, your water in your existing hot water out. Um, we're looking at some future models to actually include cold water in and out for the house. So we can put that on monitoring as well. We want to look at water quality, water turbidity. We want to get a lot more statistics. We want to look at leak detection for the home. Mm. So we're, you know, we're starting with the hot water mm-hmm. and we're, we're, you know, already planning subsequent feature benefits that we can put into the product. Okay. So, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way. Okay. Why would a homeowner switch to your product? Great question. So we actually did market research on this mm-hmm. and, you know, I found the demographics. We had geography, we had age groups, we had financial brackets, you know, everything was really spread around. And the why actually has a lot to do with age. And it was very interesting to me. I call it the 42 year old line and I'm well over 42. So I'm going to speak to that yep. first. Okay. Uh, so the people I, over the 42 basically said, uh, yeah, that's all cool. Does it pencil out? Am I going to actually save money over time versus doing what I could do at Lowe's or Home Depot today? And the mm-hmm. answer is yes, it does. For the people under 42, when we talk about clean, sustainable, giving back, making the planet a better place, they want to be a part of helping to heal the planet. They huh. want to be involved and they want things in their life. I'm glad it works on both sides of those models, but it was very interesting across the demographics and the geographies. It was more of an age split in terms of, um, I, I would almost call it a psychological need, whether it be the the pencil out or, you know, the environment. That's interesting. Because I, I, I guess, I mean, I guess that makes sense because maybe a lot of people over 42 don't. Well, I'm not going to get into that as much, but maybe they don't <laughs> care. Well, I, I care. I care about both, but you know, my experience says do the math, right? Because that's the way right. I was raised. That's I, you know, I've been in business, and it's always do the math. Sure. You know, I mean that makes so, sense. But I right. think sometimes there are clients who are willing to pay more for doing the right thing or having a, a less of an Absolutely. impact on the on the earth. Right. And it could be because I mean I hate to say, it, but they're going to be around longer than we are, so yeah, they might yeah. Anyway, um, it is an interesting it is an interesting subject though to me. Like, how do you attract people to sustainability? Are there certain words that turn people off, or is it, you know, how do you, how do you do that? Because I'm trying to do that in my own practice, trying to get high performance um, renovations going, and at least getting people to think about a variety of aspects about it that they could have less of an impact. Sometimes people say they're not interested. So then what can I do? Nothing really that much, except for make suggestions of things that would be less impactful without telling them that I'm choosing this because it would be a better choice. I've, I've, and I've had those discussions with people. I, I spoke with a gentleman yesterday. I was in Lowe's looking at the different types of water heaters and their pricing. And, you know, I was discussing what we were doing. And the, for me, the discussion, uh, to go back to the age thing, is I, I approach the questions based on what I can ascertain of the individual and what's going to resonate with them. Right. So when I, when I talk to someone like that, it's like his, honest to gosh, his first question was essentially, does it pencil out? And I said, yes. And you're going to use a lot less energy. You're going to reduce a carbon footprint. You know, I brought up the positives and he was like, okay, that's cool. You know, it, it wasn't the lead thing. You know, you, right, can, right. you can impact 
all the positives and then talk about finances. So I, I generally lead that discussion. So, you know, if I were designing in your shoes, I would say, look, you know, we've got some really excellent units, depending on the age, let's say an older client, possibly, maybe me, we'll just use me, you're talking to me. You know, we've got great units and, you know, they come in at these different price levels. And this one actually also has so on and so forth about the environment, sustainability. This might be something when your kids visit, they'd love to see in your house, you know, build mm. some positives into it for them. Yeah, that's a good know? idea. That's a good idea to bring the kids. I love this right. idea for the sustainability, the conservation. Mm -hmm. uh, they really haven't asked much, does it pencil out? <laughs> right. They might buy, yeah, they might not have spent enough time penciling things out. <laughs> right. To, well, that's to, true. That's true. Yeah. Because as we go on and, you know, I've had three water heaters in my home cool, owning man. career, for example, you know, so mm -hmm. then I, I'm just more aware of how much it is every time it goes. So to me, having, right. having, having a system that tells me ahead of when it's going to break, which is usually New Year's Eve or... You know, some kind of major holiday where you have to pay people right. a lot more to come out. Just not having hot water all of a sudden is, is kind of an inconvenience. So it would be nice to be able to know that's coming and, and do something about it proactively. That's the point. One of the points that I'm most um, intrigued by, that, that it's being monitored. Right. And and that's folks like that idea. We've even had people ask, could you put in the teenager shower function, please? Yeah. Like, what's that? They go, turn it off after 10 minutes. You know, you're done. Um, can, can you do that? Technically, yes. Technically, yes. I mean, I think that's a great idea. That could be a big selling point, I think. Really? If, Interesting. Yeah, because it's so, I hate the sound of running water, which is another mm -hmm. weird thing about me, I guess. But when my kids are in the, the shower and I feel like, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not mean about it, but I feel like 12 minutes, 15 minutes is a long enough shower for sure. Right. And then, and then maybe it's just really icy cold at that point. Slowly, slowly, but yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I That would take it out of my hands. It wouldn't be me saying, okay, I think right. the shower is long enough now. Very good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the water I, I, heater's done. Yeah, water heater says, it's not me, it's a water heater. So, yeah. yeah, I used to have a timer thing in there that I would have them turn when they got in there. Oh. I don't know if they ever turned it. They probably turned it once or twice, but... Um, yeah. It's supposed to be a reminder. Like, this is a long enough shower. Yeah, I'll, yeah, it I'll, didn't really work. I'll bring that back to our CTO and let him know. This is pretty exciting. What if their water heater breaks, like, this week, next month, then what, and then and your your product isn't ready yet? We're not ready yet. And actually, that's what I was talking to the gentleman in Lowe's yesterday about. He was helping his mom replace her broken heater. I said, I'm sorry, we can't help you right now. Uh, we can in a year. He was bemoaning the price of the heater, the install, and the warranty. And I said, you know... If, if if people wanted to keep tabs on us, we are putting together an email list so we can update people where we're at in our, our development phases and our launch. Mm -hmm. And that's at Toriway, T-O-R-I-I-W-A-Y.com. There's a sign up there. We're, we're also looking to sign up architects. We, we want to educate those people that can influence the design of buildings. And, you know, maybe they're building a green complex for a client apartments or condos, you know, we, we can help with that energy footprint. We can help enhance your sustainability. There's a, you know, a large market. We want to, we don't want to just come in at the plumber or the end user. We want to come in at the community level mm -hmm. as best we can. Okay. Well, that's great. Any, any other, are you on Instagram or TikTok or anything like that? Any other so social? We, we do have one TikTok video that went out. Um, <laughs> and that's, uh, we're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. 
and we have our webpage today. Uh, we'll, we'll probably be expanding our social footprint as we have more to show and offer. Well, I'm going to look up the TikTok, see what that's okay. like. You know, I just, um, we're, we're open to comments, suggestions, good, bad, or indifferent. We want to learn. We want to do the best we can to make this product as best a user would want it to be. And that, that includes the plumber as the user when he's installing it. That's including the architect when they're specking it in. That includes the end user when they're adjusting the phone app to maybe turn off the water heater on their teenager mm-hmm. in the shower. Oh, or yeah, you, know. you can do it. You can do it yourself. That's another right. good point. I so, like that. you know, please reach out to us. There's a comments page. We've been engaged in emails with some folks already. And we, we want to learn and do this right. And right is generally what the customer wants. So we want to make sure we're there. Okay. Well, awesome. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks, Catherine. Really appreciate the time. Thanks for listening. I hope you subscribe to this podcast. If you don't, please head over to wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. And if you have time to write a review, that would be so helpful. Please contact me for any reason at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. I love to hear from people. You could also join my Facebook group, which is Talking Home Renovations Together. And I'm on there with a bunch of people who have also been on the show, have been guests on the show, and other architects and homeowners and contractors. And so we can just talk about whatever issues people might have right there in the Facebook group. If you're on Clubhouse, come join me 10 a.m. Eastern, Saturday mornings. There is so much information on my website, which is TalkingHomeRenovations.com. Head over there for transcripts, episode enhancements, other information. If you want to be a guest, that's where you'll find that information in the application. This podcast is a member of Gable Media, which is the largest AEC network on the planet. Check out the other content on the network at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. This podcast is a production of my architecture firm, Demios Architects, where we believe architects are for everyone. Until next time, take care.